Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Productivity Boosters and Stress Reducers podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Heeb, and I can't thank you enough for listening in. Each episode, I will discuss a new tip or trick that will help you to live a productive and efficient life, professionally and personally. If you're ready to find your productivity rhythm, relieve stress, and meet your goals faster, then this is the podcast for you. This podcast is sponsored by Your Choice Concierge, created to make your life easier by providing flexible, hourly, personal, and professional assistance. Let us handle your busy tasks so you can focus on what's important. You can learn more about Your Choice Concierge by clicking the link in the description. This week's episode is all about how to effectively work with an assistant to get the most out of their support. First things first, if you've never worked with an assistant and you're considering going down this path, it's important to know what type of assistance you need before getting started. There are many different types of assistants. There are personal assistants. These are professionals who work with individuals to help manage their personal lives. They typically help with tasks like scheduling appointments, making or returning phone calls, booking travel arrangements, running errands, and other personal tasks. This can even include tasks around the the home. There are also virtual assistants. These are remote workers who provide administrative or other support services from their their own location through the internet. This is becoming more and more popular these days. They can perform a wide range of tasks, such as data entry, social media management, research, customer support, and a lot of other things. They have a wide variety of skills and can typically help um, with anything that can be done remotely. There are also executive assistants. These are assistants who work with more high-level executives, typically in more of a corporate setting. They provide administrative support, such as managing schedules, screening calls, making travel arrangements, and other important high-level tasks. There are also administrative assistants. These are assistants who typically work in an office setting or sometimes in a hybrid capacity. Um, They may do things like answer phones, manage calendars, schedule appointments, handle any written correspondence. Um, They can also provide a pretty wide variety of administrative support. They also wear a lot of hats. Um, There are also assistants that have more specific skill sets. For example, there are research assistants. Uh, They provide support with research-related tasks, such as um, literature reviews, data analysis, or summarizing research findings. There are also social media assistants. They manage social media accounts and engage with followers to build an online presence and increase your visibility, whether that's for your brand or for yourself. There are also marketing assistants. They provide support with marketing-related tasks. And all they they may have similar functions um, to a social media assistant. They are a little bit different. They do things like conduct market research, create marketing materials, coordinate marketing campaigns, and do more data analytics when it comes to to marketing. Those are just a few examples of the many types of assistants that exist out there. 
the specific duties and responsibilities of an assistant will ultimately depend on you and your specific support needs. But it is important to have a good idea, a general idea of what you need before you choose your assistant and begin working with them. Of course, over time, your support needs can change, probably will change. Um, but an exceptional assistant will be able to help you navigate these changes in an efficient and effective manner, especially if you're working well together up to that point. They're going to encourage you to delegate things that will strengthen your time management and take more off of your plate. But no matter how, how much experience your assistant has, um, you can always expect a learning curve when first getting started. This learning curve is going to be there no matter how much you prepare, um, but it will be easier to get started with an assistant if you have a clear picture of your support needs before getting started. You may find yourself thinking that delegating is more hassle than it's worth um, if, you're, if you're not prepared. Um, and you may feel this a little bit even if you are prepared, but if you make the effort, it will definitely be worth it in the long run. If you're delegating effectively, having an assistant is going to benefit you in numerous ways. Obviously, they will save you time, but they can also help reduce your stress, increase your productivity, and improve your overall quality of life. I've said it before, and I'm probably going to say it again in the future, but trying to do everything yourself is going to lead to exhaustion. It's going to lead to burnout and missed opportunities, among many other things. Working with an assistant will allow you to focus on more important things, or accomplish things you've been putting off. They will help you stay organized, they will keep you on track, and they will just improve your overall work-life balance. They wanna make your life easier. That skilled assistant is going to be more than an assistant to you. They will become an invaluable and trusted partner. Keyword here is partner. They will understand your goals, they will understand your priorities and your work style. They will anticipate your needs and they will proactively offer you solutions, allowing you to focus on your priorities and your goals. They can even act as a sounding board, offering an outside perspective and helping you to make more informed decisions. It's always great to have a, a second opinion. They can also provide valuable feedback, advice, and make suggestions based on their experience and expertise. In short, they're going to help you work smarter, not harder. They really do want you to reach your full potential. It helps them to reach their full potential. Of course, this partnership won't be established overnight. As I mentioned before, there's going to be a learning curve for you and your assistant when you first begin working together. You will be learning how and what to delegate. And your assistant will be learning more about you. They will be learning more about your requirements, your preferences, and your expectations, among many other things. Don't be shy. The more you get to know each other, the more valuable your partnership will become. Also, keep in mind that an assistant is not a miracle worker or a machine. This isn't a genie in a bottle situation. Uh, the first few weeks working together will involve some trial and error. You and your assistant will have to work together to ensure it's a beneficial and worthwhile relationship. You must become a team. Both of you must take initiative and make a commitment to building your partnership and getting comfortable with each other. As your relationship develops, your assistant will earn your respect and develop new techniques for improving your life. 
Now let's talk about some things you need to do to get you to that place. These are things that will ensure the relationship with your assistant is constructive and worthwhile. First off, it's extremely beneficial to communicate on a regular basis. I highly, highly, highly recommend you start by having regularly scheduled meetings or check-in calls. I suggest meeting or having a check-in call at least once a week, especially when you're first getting started. And they don't have to be long. Even a 30-minute meeting can help keep you and your assistant on the same page and ensure everything is on track. And these check-ins, it's also important to follow uh, an outline and keep it simple. You want to ensure that your time is productive and these meetings don't end up wasting your time because we all know how sometimes people can meet to meet and um, that's not always the most efficient route to go. So first in these check-ins, I would discuss your current type priorities or your urgent needs. What you need the most help with initially will be their first tasks or responsibilities. Second, discuss updates on ongoing projects and or previous assignments or tasks. Get status updates, discuss progress, and any challenges that may have come up or issues that need to be addressed. Just make sure that nothing is falling through the cracks. Last, but certainly not least, uh, it's important to discuss any upcoming tasks and deadlines. Make sure to review any important information or resources that may be needed to prepare for these items. And if time does allow, um, these meetings can also be a good time to give each other some constructive feedback. Um, you can give feedback on your assistant's performance and ask for their feedback on your own performance as well. Discuss any areas for improvement or any issues um, that need to be addressed. And I'll talk more about this um, in a little bit because I think feedback is very important when you're working with an assistant. Clear communication is just going to be vital to working successfully with anybody, but especially an assistant, someone that is going to become your partner. This also includes establishing clear boundaries and expectations. Um, setting achievable goals and explaining your processes as clearly as possible whenever possible. It is very, very important that you're communicating your objectives, expectations, preferences when you're assigning new tasks or responsibilities. This includes being very clear about due dates and time frames. Can't stress that enough. An added bonus if you take a little time to actually document your processes before getting started with an assistant. Although most talented assistants aren't afraid to jump in when it's an unclear assignment and somehow make it work, you'll get more out of your assistant and their time if your tasks or assignments are laid out with clear instructions and necessary steps. More details you can document, the easier it will be for someone else to take over your task confidently. A training or processes and procedures document will be a useful tool that you and your assistant can utilize way into the future. Um, it helps if they have questions or need to refresh themselves on how you prefer tasks completed. It will also keep them from asking you questions and taking up more of your time. If your assistant, of course, does have questions, it's important to be timely and responsive um, if you want the task completed in a timely manner. Also something important to keep in mind. Um, another thing is um, what to delegate. 
just because you can delegate things doesn't necessarily mean you should. Um, there are a few scenarios here. You shouldn't delegate tasks that you can't clearly describe. Um, you will just end up spending more time answering questions and continually like redirecting someone if a task is unclear. You also shouldn't delegate any one-time or non-repetitive tasks that would take hours to explain but less than an hour to do yourself. Another important thing to remember when working with an assistant is that you should avoid micromanaging. Now, this is definitely easier said than done, especially when you're first starting to work with someone. You have to learn to let go. Just keep in mind that when you first start to delegate, you may notice it takes your assistant a little longer than you to complete some tasks. This is because you're an expert at what you do and you've done it before and your assistant is still learning. It's not because they're doing something wrong. Be patient with them. If you've chosen the right assistant and you're delegating effectively, you will find that hopefully they become competent and reliable rather quickly. I'm not saying the right way is to hand off all your tasks and never look back. It is okay to monitor the work that's done in the beginning to make sure mistakes aren't made or if they are made, they're corrected. Just make sure the monitoring doesn't become a long-term habit. At that point, it does become micromanaging. Also keep in mind, your assistant may develop a new way of accomplishing your tasks that is more efficient for them. If the work is being done efficiently, don't focus on how it's being accomplished. Just focus on the fact that it's being accomplished and it's being accomplished correctly and more efficiently. Focus on the results rather than detailing how the work should be done. If you allow your assistant to control their own methods and processes, it will facilitate success and trust. And once your assistant has become proficient, and can handle their basic responsibilities, that trust has been established, then you can expand their role and continue to grow with them. Also try giving your assistant the authority or permission to make decisions required to successfully complete your tasks on your behalf without constantly coming to you for the all clear. This will save more of your time than you think. As I mentioned earlier, Another important step to a successful partnership is being able to give constructive feedback. This is very important. Feedback, whether positive or negative, should be looked at as an opportunity for growth. It's helpful when you're giving feedback if you lead with something positive. Then be clear and constructive in your criticism. You should always prepare by having solid details or examples to back up your criticisms as well. Also an important thing, make sure to think of reasonable solutions before you start addressing them. This will give your assistant the opportunity to make improvements, take problem-solving actions, and provide more superior outcomes going forward. But being constructive with how you give feedback will definitely provide faster and better results. It is also important that you're prepared to receive constructive feedback as well. It's crucial that your assistant is comfortable giving you feedback and suggesting ways to improve your partnership and performance. Encourage them to be honest and let them know that their feedback is valued. They may offer insights or have suggestions for improving or making your partnership more effective. Try to remain approachable and be open to trying new techniques or ways of doing things. 
Most assistants are natural problem solvers, and they may suggest more strategic processes and innovative ways of handling your tasks. Hopefully, this episode will give you a new outlook when it comes to partnering with an assistant. I want people to be excited and confident when it comes to delegating. I want you to be able to establish an efficient working relationship with your assistant and be able to trust them to do their job. Over time, your assistant will become more autonomous and you'll both become a well-oiled machine. You'll both be comfortable with them making decisions on your behalf and they will have the ability to handle more ambiguous situations. Your assistant will also be able to help you navigate and accomplish your long-term goals. Some people consider an assistant to be an expense, but it's actually an investment. While hiring an assistant may require an initial investment of time and money, the long-term benefits will be well worth it. Like any other investment, you will get out of it what you put into it. Delegating strategically and effectively will ensure it's worth your investment. I have no doubt if you keep these simple tips in mind, you will create an indispensable and valuable partnership. Just remember that delegation and time management are learned skills. With patience and perseverance, it gets easier and more rewarding. That's all for this week's episode of Productivity Boosters and Stress Reducers. Be sure to check back soon for our next episode. I'll be discussing ways to improve your productivity. If you want to learn more about working with an assistant, have feedback about this episode or a specific topic you'd like to hear about in the future, please email me at info at yourchoice-concierge.com. I'd love to hear from you. Make sure you also subscribe to the Your Choice Concierge YouTube channel, where you can find some examples of the tips and tricks I discuss on the show. Thanks again for listening. I'm Stephanie Heeb, and I hope you'll join me next time for more tips and tricks to live a productive and efficient life, professionally and personally. Have you considered starting your own podcast but haven't had the time? Check out Buzzsprout. They make launching and managing your podcast effortless. Trust me, if I can do it, anyone can. Clicking the link in the description will let them know we sent you and get you a $20 Amazon gift card if you decide to sign up for a paid plan. Thanks again to our sponsor, Your Choice Concierge. Until next time, productive people.